Good Talk, the home of where the talking is good. It's your boy, Cody, the yeah. other guy, Robert, here once Hi. again at the tiny table, the big baby, room, baby here table. for some good... Good talks. Conversation. <laughs> or here. at least some conversation. There will be conversation. <laughs> there will be conversation. There will be conversation. Have you seen these guys on... Uh, I'm sure they have a TikTok, but I've seen them on Instagram because I'm not on TikTok. But like they... They go out in the street and like one has a microphone like this and the other one has a guitar and he's carrying like a MacBook and they've got a portable speaker and he acts like he can't sing and it's really awful for like the first five seconds and then everybody's like looks at him weird and then like he starts singing for real and it's actually really good and everybody's like, oh, I haven't come across that guy yet. Oh, it's awesome. I wish I could remember the name of their Instagram. I should have saved it, but it doesn't have anything to do with anything about anything, but I just was curious if you've seen it. No, I haven't, but what's funny is like, so I I have one video of another guy, but that's the thing. Everyone's into like these little like social experiment type deals. Yeah. I just think it's so interesting. Like, and you know, like where to go? I just had it up because I thought it was so cool. And I wanted to show you. I can 100% get lost in like all these social experiment videos where like they walk up is. to somebody and do something weird, or they walk up and they just like to see how people respond. Not anything bad or crazy, but I don't know why. I just like to see what people's reaction is going to be. This one's so good. It's so weird. So. Do you want one hot dog or should I double it and give it to the next person? Give it to the next person. Do you want two hot dogs or should I double it and pass it on? You can double it and pass it on. Do you want four hot dogs or should I double it and give it to the next person? Double it, give it to the next person. Do you want eight hot dogs or should I double it and pass it on? Double that and pass that on. Do you want 32 hot dogs or double it? <laughs> double it and pass it on. Do you want 64 hot dogs or should <laughs> So it's so dumb like the what, what's crazy is like so i just want to know did anyone eventually say like yes i will I, take 64, I will take 64 hot dogs, hot dogs. <laughs> like uh, where do people come up with these ideas of just like oh let me uh see if someone wants to take a hot dog for me today and if they don't i'll double the hot dogs like, yeah i don't know like what such a strange concept but actually very entertaining oh, i saw a mr beast one where he walked around walmart and he's like would you like to and he had a briefcase well, like, Mr. Beast is just wild. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where he gets all this money, but it's just crazy. So he had a briefcase that had ten grand in it. I think I saw this one. And then he had, like, just $1,000. And he's like, would you like to take $1,000 now or give ten grand to somebody else? Mm. And most of them were like, I'll take $1,000 now. But then one guy was like, just give ten grand to somebody else. And he's like, well, you do it. So he gave the guy the briefcase, yeah, yeah. and he just ran around Walmart. And he's like, take this briefcase. And they showed him money. And then, of course, in true Mr. Beast fashion, he's like, well, since you gave it away, here's another briefcase. You get $1,000, too. Yeah, that's so cool, man. I don't know. Like, I, I feel uh, I'm so jealous of him to be able to do like, such cool <laughs> content really like cool. that. But, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I think I know one reason why he's so uh, lucrative in his endeavors. I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but I know, like, uh, I don't know if it's all of it, but a large portion of the money he makes, he... He wants to build like homeless shelters mm. all over California. And like wow. his objective is that there would be no homeless people. And so wow. like he's building like these clinics and these places for homeless people to go. It's really kind of a cool story. And so I don't know where that came from on the inside of him. But I will say this, the whole thing with like, do you want $10,000 to give to somebody else or $1,000 now? I really feel like there's a message in there as far as like God and faith and like, you know, yeah, I, I we don't always know. Yeah. You know, but it's like if we will just do the right thing, yeah. the outcome's always going to be very good. Yeah. I was thinking about it like just as you were talking about it, and I immediately was thinking, you know, because I had kind of like this revelation about like, you know, the Good Samaritan and the innkeeper yep. at one point, And like I realized, you know, 
that guy was basically like, you know, going to the innkeeper and was like, hey, if you take care of this person, you know, I'll make sure that I will pay for every, all of his right. needs and all that kind of stuff. And what yeah. I kind of realized is like, you know, we are meant to be the mm-hmm. innkeeper. Like mm-hmm. we're supposed to be the one that disp- like willingly takes the ones that are hurt and broken. And if, as long as we take care of them, God will make sure that we're provided right. for. Like that Samaritan is like, look, just whatever he even needs. Even if it goes over. Yeah, even if it yeah. goes over my normal cost or my normal bill, don't worry about it. I will, it. I will make sure you get paid for it. Just make yeah. sure that this man's taken care of. And that's something that like I've been trying to understand as my part, my role in the body of Christ is like, look, as long as I do my part in helping those around me, like God's got my back. Yeah, He's going to help me out. And it's like, even with that situation, I feel like that's how Mr. Beast was like, look, you cared about someone else's mm. needs before your own. Right. And you made sure that, you know, they had what they needed yeah. here at this Walmart or whatever. And because you did that, I want to make sure your needs are met too, dude. Like, yeah. don't, don't worry about that. Cause I got you. And that's how God is. Right. You know, I believe that he is always, looking after those that serve him. Yeah. Rachel and I have a saying, and I'm sure somebody said it and we got it from them, but uh, we just live by this phrase, you can't outgive God. Mm. And whatever that may be, whether it's with us, lots of times we do financially bless people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we anytime we can, you know, we've, we've fed homeless people. We even had someone walk up to us off the street and they're like, can I have money? And I was like, no, I'm not going to give you money because I don't know how you're going to spend yeah. it. I was very bold with them. But I was like, but I will buy you a cheeseburger if you go with me to, there was a five guys right on the corner. And so, you know, we do stuff like that. But even like when we give of our time, Mm -hmm. God has always made that back up to Rachel and I by giving us supernatural time with our family, whether it's somebody being like, hey, we just want to send you away for a couple days. You know, even though we didn't sow any money towards that trip, we sowed our time and God was like, I'm going to go ahead and give that back to Mm. you. He's just really good like that. You know, you cannot outgive God. And so yeah. it's something to keep in mind because any, and, but it stretches us sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I always don't want to give my time and I always don't want to do it cheerfully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, even with that, you know, I've, you know, we just showed that clip of Rick Renner talking about, you know, Jesus feeding that the thousands. That was so good. And, you know, he's talking about how the disciples, like, after it was all done, yeah. after it was all over, like, they got provided for too. Yeah. And he made sure that their needs were met. And, like, I was starting to think, like, oh my gosh, how much work. Yeah. The, for 5,000 people. And that was just the men alone, yeah, you know right. I mean? Like they had to go all throughout those crowds, yeah. handing out baskets, right. handing out loaves, handing out fish. Like I'm sure there was no some, PA system, no PA system, yeah. just like running around. They're having to like, like pick up and be waiters and waitresses or whatever, you know, however yeah. that worked out for them. Like there was probably a tough day. Yeah. It was probably a, a long, long day. day. I'm yeah. sure they were exhausted. Mm. And I, I've thought about times where like, where we've worked all mm. day and been exhausted, yeah. but I, I do believe, and I know for that the kingdom. like, if he, provided for the disciples that way yeah i know he's gonna provide for me too and yeah. he's gonna provide for all of us that serve him and i don't really know what we're talking about today but it yeah. kind of seems like serving god is worth it yeah. <laughs> come on now. i mean you know what i mean like yeah. I, it sounds like such a simple thing to say but it's like if you put your time and your effort into what god is mm. doing yeah you know he's gonna make sure that all your needs are met yeah and all the things that concern you are taken care of yeah, and and that's such a good thing for us to understand about God too. Is He doesn't just want to bless us a little bit. Like with the disciples, they got twelve full baskets. Yeah, like they were overflowing baskets. Yeah, <laughs> which is so cool. I think don't put any limitations on God. I don't know why I got really awkwardly high pitched right yeah, there, but <laughs> but it's true. You know, don't put any limitations on Him. I'm I'm so over people 
with this misconception of God where he just wants you to barely get by. I mm. mean, we serve a God of abundance. I mean, just look at the trees and look at the flowers and look at the flipping birds. I mean, yeah. there's so many of everything. You know, he could have just made one bird, but he made millions of them. I mean, they're still finding species and insects today, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's created so much. He doesn't do anything small. The only thing that he created that was little is us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why, why, we serve why, a big God. Why do you think we do limit God, though? Like, why, why do you think society as a whole or just humanity as a whole tries to keep God in a box? I don't know. I think for us, I, I just speak for myself, I think it's just my humanity. It's hard to believe sometimes that he really can do some of the things that we desire him to mm. do. I think that's why it's good just to focus. I, I mentioned that book, Crazy Love, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Francis Chan, he talks about, he just goes out in the universe and keeps going keeps out going, and going. out and out and out and just trying to get a bigger image of God. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's just because we see him, we, we make everything relatable to us. Yeah which is bad, right. not always, but even when we're reading the Bible, we make it relatable to us. Like yeah. we read David and Goliath and we identify with the hero. Right, we pretend to be David in Exactly, that <laughs> we make everything about us. And, and when you make everything about us, it, it makes God smaller because mm. we are just these tiny specks in this wild, yeah. huge universe, yeah. right? And so that's, we just can't comprehend. So I think we need to grow in our faith and how mm. we comprehend and perceive God. So like, just to help me with that, I don't know why it took me so long, but just reading the Bible differently, like with correct biblical interpretation, you know, yeah. like when I read David and Goliath, I understand, okay, this story is not about me. Yeah. This story is not about David. Mm -hmm. This story is about Jesus. Right. You know what I mean? And expanding it out to what it actually is mm. and then seeing him in everything. Yeah. And when you can see him in everything, I think it's easier just to believe him for everything. Yeah. That's really good. You know? So I don't know. What's your take on it? Why do you think we put him in a box? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I wish that I had an understanding of that because I feel like I, luckily I've at a very young age or mm -hmm. a younger time in my God, like walk with God that yep. I was able to take that limit off or take that box open or mm -hmm. whatever. And so now it's at that time where like, I don't feel like I can relate <clears throat> to that story yep. anymore. And I don't know. I, I wish that more people, I, I, and it might just be this, that I feel like, people have lost like the childlikeness, mm, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's what Jesus says that you have to have childlike faith. Sure. And I think that somewhere along the way, whether it's been like hurt, mistrust or some form of brokenness or pain, uh, they are afraid to believe. Yeah. I think even like guilt, like yeah. society makes us feel guilty as Christians for having nice things and being blessed. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like believe in God to pay off our house. Everybody's like, that's so selfish. Mm. And in my mind, I'm thinking, no, because if I had a house payment, you know what I could do for somebody else? I can make their house payment. I always look at it like as what can we give out yeah. of this, not just what's going to benefit Robert and Rachel. But at the same time, society convinces us, well, you shouldn't believe God to pay off your house. There's mm. people that are starving around the world. And it's like, yeah, I get that, yeah. but I can't feed them with a house payment. Yeah. But so I think society makes us feel guilty about stuff like that. And so Rachel and I, we were just like, you know, and then other people are like, well, I can't believe God to pay off my house. That's my house payments is huge. Right. But I'm like, but let's hold on now. If we're going to believe God for lunch tomorrow, it's the same God. Yeah. And technically, it's the same faith. Yeah. So all you're doing is redirecting it, redirecting it towards a house payment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's the same exact faith that's going to buy me lunch tomorrow that I would use to believe God to pay off my house tomorrow. Mm. So it's not really that much of a stretch. And I think maybe we, if we look at it that way and understand that 
even when it comes to these smaller things, it's like, let's go easy. Let's go something smaller that somebody like can believe God for a headache, but can't believe God to heal from cancer. Yeah. But it's the same God. It is. And it's the same faith. Right. So it's like, let's just expand that and say, you know, if I can believe God for healing from a headache, then I can believe God for healing from cancer because nothing's changed. That's really good. The only thing that's changed is the name of the disease. That's really the, good. The ailment. That's all that's changed. Yeah. God is the same. My faith is the same. Right. And so I think if we can start looking at stuff through that prism, like the only thing that changed is, is it's, it's called a home loan instead of lunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know why I did it in quotes. <laughs> home loan. Because <laughs> it's actually, you know, and so I think just being able to, and, and not feeling bad about it. Yeah. I, the way that you said that actually really like resonated with me. Like I have, I have full faith right now that I have all that I need from God to yeah. have dinner tonight. Right. I have full faith. All I need right. from God to have dinner tomorrow night and the next night, like the, I should have full faith that I have dinner for the rest of this month. Yeah. I should have full faith that my house will be perfect paid for this month. So why, why can't I direct that in all yeah. things? It's the exact same faith. I have full confidence right. that that's already going to happen. Right. So I don't think about it. I don't worry about it. I don't stress out about it. So I need to redirect that in all areas. Yeah, I, I think, think that's. So. I don't know. I just I, maybe it's not hitting the same way for other people right now. But like that for me, just in that moment, it's like dang, like I can do that. I can Absolutely. redirect my faith in all these areas because I know what he's already done yeah. for these other things, and it's right. going to happen another way as well. Yeah, and it's you know all this stuff is scriptural, and mm-hmm. if it's scriptural, scri- the 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 holy word of God is the holy will of God, and so mm. it's like if you can find it in scripture, that means he wants to do it for you, and so. Where the Bible says he'll he'll make you rich and add no sorrow to it. Ooh. That means like he's gonna pay off my house and I shouldn't feel bad Don't about feel it. Guilty about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not an abusive scripture. And God knows our heart. Yeah. So he knows that you can't manipulate God. So yeah. I'm, I'm not like pay off my house and I'll buy someone's dinner. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> he knows your heart, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think sometimes people do that though. They try to manipulate God or barter with God. And, yeah, yeah. and you can't barter with God. You gotta be you gotta be genuine and sincere. Mm. And I think at least just speaking for myself, Rachel and I have proven over the course of our life that we're genuine. We're not attached to anything. We've yeah. given away cars. We've done this. We've done that. And people are like, well, you gave away a car because you had a car. Well, yeah, but we believe God to get that car. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So it's like... Um, you could have easily sold it. You could have easily sold you may it have or not kept made, it. You might have not made a lot of money or you yeah. could have made a lot of money. I don't know, but yeah. you blessed somebody with a car right. instead. Like how much better to give something away you know that god has entrusted you which with. is scripture yes like, yeah that's amazing because it says it is more blessed to give than it is to receive mm-hmm. and i think when you have a true understanding of that god will make sure you have stuff to give away mm. <laughs> you know uh because he knows you're not going to hoard it and you're not going to uh what's that word bogard bogart <laughs> bogart is that right <laughs> yeah but you got to have stuff to give away stuff yeah right <laughs> you but know? you're not going to get stuff if you're going to bogart it you're, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. going to get stuff if you're going to hoard it because yeah. god wants to get us stuff so he can get it through us yeah that's actually really good with the anointing look yeah. at the anointing he anoints you not so cody can say he's anointed he yeah. anoints cody because he wants to get that anointing through you mm. to bless somebody's life and the more you're willing to do that the more the anointing is going to increase yeah. in your life now there's other things you have to do sure. you have to live according to scriptures you can't live in sin yada yeah, yada yeah, yada yeah. but the, everything god does mm-hmm. is to bless people yeah and so he's going to make me rich because even deuteronomy 28 he's given us the power to gain wealth mm. and that word right there wealth is rich it's talking yeah, yeah. about prosperity right He's going to make me rich, but not so Robert can boast in my riches, but so I can boast in God and be and do stuff for other people. His mm. intent is always to bless others. Yeah. And that's why Abraham, and we look at the scripture, we are blessed to be a blessing. Right. And it's very hard to be a blessing if you're not first blessed. Yeah. 
So there has to be a, you know, things have to happen in yeah, order. Yeah. And so I think just having a revelation of like, and I don't know how we got off onto prosperity. I don't know either, but I it's always great. see it. I always see it being attacked though. It you is. know, it's like the world has no problem with people having wealth until it comes to the church. Mm. And then it's like, no, you can't be wealthy. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be poor. And I'm like, show me that in scripture. <laughs> and it's always people who don't know scripture that are telling you sure. what you should believe about scripture, yeah. right? Um, but even in the church world, it's not always that. Even some ministers and, and Christians are like, oh, no, we can't have anything. You know, I had one minister tell me one time, he took me out to lunch, and he's like, you can't be rich because you can't be humble and be rich at the same time. And I'm like, where is that in the Bible? <laughs> show me that. You know what I mean? I scripture can, and verse, please. <laughs> yeah. You don't, and, and I'm not making fun or poking. I, poverty is a curse. Yeah. And that's why Jesus became poor mm-hmm. because he took that curse upon him. Yeah. So we could be just like eternal damnation is a curse. Yeah. Right. Just like sickness and disease is a curse. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says he became a curse for us for it's written. Everybody who hangs on a tree is cursed. He, and, and that's part of redemption. And we've been redeemed from poverty because it destroys just as many lives as sickness and disease. Yeah. It destroys just as many lives as eternal damnation. It is, and so Jesus didn't want our lives to be destroyed. But on the flip side of that, prosperity destroys lives too, out of context. Mm. So we have to bring everything to this moral standard, yeah. which is the Bible, yeah. the truth, right. right? And when we do everything underneath the parameters of the truth, yeah, yeah. then it won't destroy our lives. Yeah. When we're a lover of God instead of money, then money won't destroy our mm-hmm. lives. But when we become a lover of money instead of God, it now has the power to destroy our lives. Yeah. And so you have to stick within the guidelines. It's kind of like bumpers at the bowling alley, right? That's what <laughs> the like word goes. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me a good bowler. It does. And uh, if, you know, Jesus will make you a good believer. That's a good, it, man. A good That's what it walker. is. That's what it is. The, word, the parameters of God's word make us better human beings. <laughs> they make us better people and they make our lives better. Yeah. And so if we can live within the parameters of mm. his word, when it comes to this money stuff, it won't be a curse. It'll be a blessing. Yeah. But what are his parameters? Well, there's certain there, obedience is yeah. one of the parameters, right? And then to be a giver yep. is another parameter. So there's parameters that uh, empower us to live this wi- life of wealth, mm. right? Well, it's and, just meant to be a tool in our walk. You know that's what I mean? all it like, is, man. We're, we're meant to use it for the kingdom, right? You know, it, it does help us and it does do things for us. But like you've been saying, like we're supposed to be outputting these things into the world, but it has to come from our own means at the same time, and yep. so. I, I'm excited. This makes me want to just be like, all right, God, give me more to give more. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And there, and that's, you know, with the Apostle Paul, when he, I forget which church it was. Um, I think it was the Church of Philippi. That was the only church that he said, my God shall supply all of your needs. Mm. Out of all the churches he went to on his three missionary journeys and all the churches he started, he only said that to one church. You'll find out that that's the only church that gave him a financial offering. So wow. it's like they were qualified for God to meet all of their needs according to his riches and glories because they first sowed into mm, Paul that's really with cool. their own financial substance, yeah. right? He didn't say that to the church of Ephesus. He didn't say that in Thessalonica. He did. He only said that at Philippi. Mm. And so it's just interesting. There's a, a seed, time, and harvest principle yeah. that God has established. And we see it from the book of Genesis, right? You sow seed, there's time, and then you reap a harvest. So good. And the reason we get a harvest is so we can sow more seed. Right. You don't see a farmer go out one season and plant a bunch of corn and they reap that harvest and then they're done. Nope. Next season, they sow yep. again. Then they reap. Then they sow. Then they reap. Then they sow. And that's the way we're supposed to be with our lives as Christians, right? We're supposed to constantly be sowing, not just financial seed, but yeah. just seed, just sowing, yeah. sowing, sowing, sowing in generosity, sowing in kindness, sowing in patience, sowing just all these seeds, right? And then we'll reap a harvest off of that. And so we tell people 
all the time. It, you know, I'm not perfect at it, but that's why we try not to be jerks because <laughs> that's a seed. Yeah, I don't want that coming back. That's coming back to me, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, as a child or a student, yeah. I wouldn't sow a seed of rebellion because mm. one day you're going to have your own children and you don't want that seed to come back to yeah. you. Everything is a seed. That's so good. You know what I mean? And you've got to work that seed. Wow. And it's like, uh, I'm studying manna right now. I think the actual definition of manna is it's a seed. And so when God gave them manna, he gave them a seed that wow. they needed to go and work. And that seed that. provided for them. Uh, not there yet, still studying. Okay, so I'll I was let you like, know I how that know turns that. out. <laughs> but it's, so everything with your life is a seed. Mm. And I think, with that said, going back to the original question you have, I think in our humanity, if mm-hmm. we can manipulate our own selves, <laughs> I think the more we sow, the more comfortable we're with reaping. Yeah. And if that's what it takes for you to be comfortable with reaping a harvest, is for you to first be a sower, mm. then sow. Yeah. It's not even about you being comfortable. That's biblical principle. <laughs> but if you need, if you have a problem believing God mm. for increase, especially concerning financial increase, because you're going to feel guilty about it, then just be a sower, yeah. a wild, crazy sower, and then you'll never feel guilty about it. You'll never feel guilty about reaping a blessing because you know I'm you just going to take this and bless somebody. Anyway. Honestly, never feel guilty about it, right? Yeah. So, but I don't feel all the stuff that's in scripture. I don't feel guilty about it. If he died to give it, yeah. and I, you hear me say this when I take up tithes and offering all the time at the church. If Jesus died to give it to me, I'm just going to believe God for it. That's awesome. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I talked the whole time. You talk. You did. <laughs> you I mean, say things. Uh, well, I, I was just like, we've been talking like not to limit God and like not to limit these things. And then I just started like thinking as you mm. were spitting out all the <laughs> sowing and reaping and seeds and stuff. But I was just thinking like... Like even now, like I was thinking, like how one seed, you know, can produce, you know, a, a corn of a stalk of corn, <laughs> a yeah. thing of corn, and then out ear? of that, an ear of corn. There mm. you go. And how many seeds come off that one ear of corn? Mm. And then how many seeds come off of those seeds? Yeah. And how many seeds come off of those seeds? And those and like it just, but that all started with just like mm. one seed. Yeah. And so it's like, I, even in a natural thing. Yep. Like in the moment, like, oh, this just seems like one seed. It's just going to be one plant. But it has the potential mm. to be hundreds. So as, true. If, as long as you just keep it's putting really it back. As you mm. keep putting like, there's so much with that one seed. And wow. so it's like, yeah. if you can have that same revelation and that yep. same thought yep. in your walk with God, yep. like this is just one decision today. Mm. This is just one moment with God today. But it, it's an abundance of mm. things to come. Yeah. And so it's like, we can't limit it to just the That's one it. seed yeah it's we really have to good. think about what's coming forward yeah and w- what what else is out there mm. what what else is, is available to me yep, like yep. god is literally abundance yeah and he, he is he he's died and given this abundance for us yeah and we have the potential we're not guaranteed to do it <laughs> but we have the potential to walk in abundance mm. should we choose to do yeah. so amen and and, and i i wow that's really good. And so one seed like that stalk of corn produces all those ears of corn, which is really good. And some of that is going to be for you yeah. and some of that's going to be to sow. Mm. And so it's, it's amazing how that works. You can get all of that just from one sown seed. Yeah. And the po- seed is powerful. Mm. You know, even Rachel and I, we did a garden this year. And what did she plant? She planted a, oh, that's what it was, a, a potato like we had some rotten potatoes in our pantry that were like got lost in the back. Yeah, dude. That's uh, so it's, weird. It's so weird. <laughs> and so anyways, there was one that had like these little roots going off of it. And we found out on the internet that if you could just take that and put yeah. it in soil, 
it'll produce. So we just cut that off, Shut put that one head. little tiny thing in there, and now we got potatoes for days. It's crazy, dude. That came from that one yeah. little potato, yeah. right? And so uh, just believe God, and that's what it takes. It takes faith. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, seed, you got to, you got to work a seed. Mm-hmm. We watered it. We, she did all b- a bunch of stuff with, like, fertilizer, homemade stuff, like taking our eggs after we eat breakfast and drying them out and then blending them up. Kylie's been doing that, there. too. It's so gross. It's, but it's crazy. <laughs> I know. What's crazy is how God made, like, plants to where they could just sustain themselves and each other. Mm-hmm. Like, everything we need, he, he created a way for it to be provided. Yeah. And it's just wild. And so um, she's using nature to feed nature. It's so cool. Which is just messes my mind. You God is I mean? so cool. Like <laughs> he is amazing. Like I, I, uh, I just love like using nature to prove God to me. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you yes. can't look at nature, and I mean there are people that do, and I, your opinion, whatever. But it's just like when I see nature, I'm just like <laughs> it has to be. Yes, there has like this is not yes. by accident. Right. That Earth. Right. Is just happened Here. to be the only place in the seeable yeah, <laughs> existence. You know that, that is the only thing. Like yeah. it's insane yeah you everywhere you look you have got to give credit to intelligent design it's wild it's there's no big bang that did this we were we had a car wash on saturday and we got on the topic of evolution and one of the teenagers one of the junior high he's like if we evolved from monkeys how come they're still monkeys (laughs) and i was like it's a very good question (laughs) you know what i mean it's like but but all that stuff it's just it's just interesting man you know you cannot deny god Mm. at least i think you can't but but back to the, the to all the nature feeding nature nature feeding nature just from that one seed came a whole bucket of potatoes yeah and so some of them we're gonna eat and some of them we're gonna chop up and so put it right back in put it right back in the ground why to produce more potatoes yeah and that's what it takes in the kingdom of God we are here to expand His kingdom mm. and it takes resources to expand His kingdom yeah and God is smarter than we are. And so he knows, okay, I want you to expand my kingdom. Here's the resources to do it. I like that. And it's having a recognition of why those resources are there. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before with, with Ties and Offering too. You know, as you're watering a garden to give it the resources it needs to survive, the hose is getting wet as well. Mm. The hose doesn't get left out, right? So as we're using our resources to expand the kingdom, we in that moment are becoming the hose. Well, guess what? The hose is going to wet, get wet as well. So what am I saying? As we're blessing the world and we're blessing in, in our area and trying to grow the kingdom of God, we will be blessed in doing it. Mm. We are blessed to be a blessing. But you got to do Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first yep. the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to us. And you just taught on that last week about how the lilies and the flowers and how the master takes care of the masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. And that was really good, what you said. He, he takes care of his masterpiece. He yeah. does. But we got to be kingdom-focused and kingdom-minded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how we got here today, guys, but it was, I like this. It was good. Was it, I apologize for talking the whole time. Dude, I don't care. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to talk. I'm here to hang out. That, it doesn't have to be an equal thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we're just here to have a conversation. And sometimes, you know, I like listening to you talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, good stuff. don't limit God. Guys. Don't limit God. Don't Figure limit out a God. way to take that limitation off. Get the limitation off. Start, whatever you got to do. Yeah, whatever it is that you need to get that, 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 that. Uh, attitude. <laughs> I don't know that wherewithal, whatever it is that you need to get within yourself to get the limitation off and start saying, "Look, I serve an abundant God. Amen. So He's going to provide for me. He's yeah. going to show me. He's going to guide me. He's going to lead me. And I'm going to give out unto yes. other people. That's so ultimately, what it's about. yeah, it's to ultimately glorify mm. God and show people 
who he is. Yeah. So don't limit all him for his glory for your relationship. So that way he can be limitless in others people's. Yeah. That was the world. Others people's. <laughs> that was almost that a really good salad quote. right there. Yeah. It was <laughs> like it's gonna be a decent quote, and it's just like limitless. <laughs> right, here we go. Ready? Just do it over. Don't limit yourself with God. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't be limitless in other people's relationships. <laughs> it's gone. The moment's passed. The uh, moment has passed. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it Words are fine. hard sometimes. But what I was trying to say is don't limit yourself in God so that we can be limitless Ooh, for other people. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, there it is. That was stanky. That, that, that will go out on Twitter. <laughs> Not the stanky part, but the quote. Oh my yeah. gosh. But that's the, the next service I preach in big church. I, the Lord's already given it to me. It's called All for His Glory. Mm. Everything is for the glory That's of God. Right. My fine and and he is concerned concerned concerned. <laughs> it's it's like an, it's, 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 it's happening it's over here. It's seeping across <laughs> the table. The tiny ta- it doesn't take long to jump across this tiny table. <laughs> uh, you read from Genesis to Revelation, you will see that God is concerned about the material well being of his people. Mm. It's just all in there. Yeah. It's all in there. But why? All for his glory. Mm-hmm. All for his glory. When he brought out the the, cho- the uh, children of Israel out of Egypt and he brought them out of slavery and he brought them out none, none sick, mm-hmm. none feeble, but he brought them out with silver and gold. Why? For his glory. Mm. So if we can just get that revelation, what he's wanting to do in your life and what he's wanting to do in my life is all for his glory. Yep. And, and this is the thing about God. And I know that this kind of this statement triggers a lot of people. He does not share his glory. He doesn't. Mm. So give him, he's not going to share it with you. Yeah. He's not going to share it with me. This is what the Apostle Paul said. I don't boast in myself, yeah. but I boast in this, this God, this yeah. Jesus that I serve. He doesn't share his glory, and he shouldn't have to share his glory. Yeah. He's the creator of the universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just give all glory to God, and that keeps the attention where it needs That's to be. That's amazing. There was a, a band that came and played with us, not us, but like at our youth group like forever ago. I don't remember who it was. But on their, the, the guitar player's pedal board, it said, this is not about you. Mm. And I always thought that was, like, so sick and mm. so cool. And so, like, I've, I've like, tried. I, I wanted to get it tattooed on me so I could every now and then look down and be like, this is not about you. Mm. Because, like, that's such a good thing to, like, keep yourself humble and keep yourself thing. in check. Is that, like, everything that I do does not need to be about me. Yeah. Everything that I do needs to be about him. Amen. Everything that I touch yes. should be ultimately pointing back to him. Yes. And so ever since I saw that, like it's completely like radically changed mm. that view. And so I, whoever's out there listening, it's not about you. Right. And if it is about you, then it needs to stop being about yeah. you. And I think that's something that can be taught a little bit more in our American church. I got up and said it a couple of weeks ago and it was really, really quiet. You know, I said, I'm going to set someone free. I was taking up the tithes and oh offerings. I said, I'm going to set someone free this morning. This book is not about you. Crickets. And it got really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it just got really quiet. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's about him. It's about Jesus. It's about our Heavenly Father. It's about the Holy Spirit and the work that they have done mm. to save humanity and their love towards us. It's, it's all about them mm-hmm. was that the same band that he had the Marshall amp and he rearranged the yeah, letters yeah. to say my all yeah, I instead so. of Marshall yeah I don't remember who that was I mean I don't, I don't think they're a band anymore the band was called all for your glory was it <laughs> no <laughs> okay <laughs> that would be amazing though uh, man I'm trying to remember that we had some really cool bands come yeah, through way did. back then but yeah. yeah I was I loved that like he did that and the uh he said my all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool I remember we immediately afterwards Cody and I not you the other Cody yeah, yeah. we we had a Marshall amp in the youth group and we broke the letters <laughs> off and rearranged it to say my all. We're like, that's so cool. That's We're amazing. doing that. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? It's not about you. Don't put limits on God. Mm. Money's good. It is. That's a quick little recap. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 
But, you know, it's, it's good because it's a tool to be used for him. All right? So get out there. Use that money for God. Don't put limits on him. And it's not about you. Yep. That's a good talk today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.